Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano and Andy Mattioli. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Roma Press Podcast. We hope you are doing well, staying safe wherever you are in the world very quickly. have to say thank you to our newest patron over at Patreon, Morgan Evans, who you can find on Twitter at the Dedossi Roll. That is at T-H-E Dedossi Roll. Thank you, Morgan. If you would like to get early access to the podcast, extra episodes of the podcast as well, you can go to patreon.com slash Roma Press. Okay, Andy. So international break. Um, I hate international football, if I'm being quite honest with you. So I don't, I mean, if people really want us to discuss Italy's victory over Poland, I guess we could go there. But <laughs> I've been very, what's the delicate word I'm looking for? I guess unimpressed or un- indifferent. Not, indifferent. Indifferent. There we go. I've been indifferent to international football for quite some time now. Pretty, I should just be saying this in reference to Italy, but really hasn't piqued my interest for, again, almost a decade. Pretty much ever since Prandelli was the manager. It's just been oh, such wow. a... Wow, we dropped out against Costa Rica, if I'm not... Yeah, it, but I, I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe it's just this generation, and I know I sound like such a boomer, but you I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what it is. I, it, it just doesn't feel the same when you don't have guys like Totti, Gattuso... Gilardino, <laughs> the super sub. <laughs> so after you and I... I don't know if this is some sort of power you and I have, but we talked about how after Jekyll tested positive for COVID, how this could actually potentially maybe perhaps be a blessing in disguise because (laughs) the players don't have to go to international duty. And that has been the case. That is held true. None of Roma's players have been uh, on international duty. They have been remaining in the Italian capital. Uh, But oddly enough, after you and I both asserted that like 24 hours after that less than 24 hours yep. i think yeah, uh pellegrini yeah. santon and fazio. <laughs> fazio all in a row test positive all within like three hours of each other so i'm not going to say that we're responsible for that but i'm not going to say again that covid could be a blessing in disguise but jesus i i didn't mean to do that i know you didn't mean to do that but this is pretty crazy now again you can take this from two ways i guess you can look at it from the perspective of okay it happened during an international break so obviously that's a good thing as of now uh, they haven't missed any matches or you could look at it from the perspective that you and i discussed last time which is if we have a situation where this lingers for a couple of weeks and you look at the stretch of matches coming up for roma this could be pretty dire this and and let's not forget that kumbula also tested positive a day after uh, Pellegrini, Santon, yes. Oh, you're right. I forgot about him. That's, you're right. You know that. <laughs> so the the name stuck up, and that that was always going to be the case. And I even said that you know it's when one name pops up, and they've just played game together. Um, you can rest assured that um, more names will appear, and that's the way it was. It all started with Callejon uh, from Fiorentina testing positive, then Jeco. Um, then Fiorentina players uh, leaving for international duty, even though uh, the ASL <laughs> of of Tuscany was, was was telling them to 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 stay home, and 
they refused to. And luckily, Roma, um, or at least, you know, Roma made the right decision and, and sort of respected the rules that were set by the uh, um, ISL of Lazio, um, the region Lazio, uh, to, um, to, to stay home and, and to not join their respective national teams. And that's the correct decision because now you're looking at least at what a number of uh, about 12 or 13 days in total since uh, since uh, these um, th- since the international duty started and and yes. when players need to be uh, can get tested again after 10 days if they're asymptomatic then they can join the rest of the team I, I always forget what happens if you are symptomatic, like like Pellegrini. What what are the rules then? Exactly, they're not clear whatsoever. The city hub, but we do know after ten days, as you just said, if you are asymptomatic and you test negative, then you take a further follow-up test. So you have to test negative two times in a row. You are then able to rejoin your team. It is very Italian this situation because it's just it's been handled so poorly by by both footballing and non-footballing bodies that right. this is pretty much a standard operating procedure as we uh, as we expect if you've ever lived or visited Italy this is yes. this doesn't surprise me you just accept it at this point you're almost immune to how stupid some of the things can be but here's the thing though Andy we have to hope that not only are all of these guys asymptomatic you really have to hope that they test positive twice in a row yep. because this match against Parma, it is coming, and it is coming quickly. And you would at least like to give these guys at least a couple of days of training, right? So uh, these next 24 to 48 hours, I, I don't want to over-exaggerate and call them crucial, but after the situation of from what we saw of Diawara and Calafiori, Something that we expected, okay, these guys, they miss a week, they miss maybe two weeks. Okay, that's fine. I have to tell you, my entire outlook on this COVID thing changed dramatically after seeing what has gone on with Calafiori and Diawara in the sense that it is no certainty that these guys are back in just one to two weeks. Andy, they were out for one month. Yeah, and and they've they've resumed training only have, a, yes. a few days ago, um, and it was mostly uh, individual on an individual basis, um, individual training. So that's not the same as when you get to, you know, uh, play with the team and, and, and go over the tactics with the team. Uh, right. That, that's completely different. So you, you, that's, that doesn't prepare you for, you know, the tempo of a, of a, of a real game. Um, yeah. It, it, the last example that I think, again, stresses the, the uncertainty that sort of looms over, um, you know, obviously the world in general, but this sport that we choose to play despite everything. Um, the the last example is, for example, uh, Gagliardini, um, who plays for Inter and is probably Antonio Conte's pet because the man adores him and will rather uh, play him as a starter for 30 consecutive games than give uh, Eriksen a slight glimpse of the football pitch. Um, the man had a so-called dubious uh, result of of a test and and apparently that was also what kept 
him out from the Atalanta game. This 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 dubious test happened during the international duty um, uh, at Coverciano. Uh, the result wasn't very clear, so they decided to move him, and 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 he went back to M- Milan. But he missed the game, so he was unable to play the game. Now that again shows you that you can have something like that, and you 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 miss a crucial player. For example, say Conte right now is looking at a midfield that has Brozovic testing positive for coronavirus, um, Eriksson, who is definitely not up for a starter shirt, um, and Gagliardini, who is his favorite starter, possibly saying, um, listen, my test came out you know, unclear. We have to, I, I cannot play the game. And that immediately can impact the way the following games game or games unfold and that that applies to Roma as well there is this element of uncertainty that you have to take into account um it can determine how lucky you are or how unlucky you are and you know it's for example Pioli testing positive now obviously you know a coach is different than a player uh, coach is not the one playing with the ball at his feet but um, we'll see how 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 and with if Milan react to that and and it's it's this is going to be very interesting. It's not a matter of who's better at this at this stage. It's a matter of who is luckier, luckier in terms of, for example, whether it is a starter, whether it is a bench player, whether it is a primavera player, whether it is the assistant to the coach rather than the coach. It's it's going to be a situation, a sort of a vicious cycle of names popping up, teams, uh, uh, you know, uh, quarantining uh, at the training grounds, um, players staying home, going from home to work only. It's 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 a it's a new reality. It, I think it it adds a thrill to to the sport. You know, it's a it's a, it's a bad thing to say, but it's true because now we're looking at a Serie A where Juve looks shaky, Inter don't look like the superpower that we predicted them to be at the start of the season with with all the new names joining with uh, Vidal, um, Eriksen potentially playing a major part in this in this team at the start of this new season. Um, Milan surprised everybody. Um, Atalanta also looks shakier than than expected. Um, the Lazio, what the hell is going on there? Um, Sassuolo, you have the unexpected underdog Sassuolo just pushing forward despite having had uh, uh, players testing positive, despite having had that whole uh, shebang with with Boga, which I don't know if, if Boga is still alive. Somebody, yeah, that's um, the th- I was just about to say that. <laughs> I mean, this guy, this guy, and it's 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 that it's that reality of okay, this is really exciting for a league that for a number of years looked, you know, more or less the same with the same usual suspects at the top and the same usual suspects at the bottom. Now uh, it, it, there is there is this element of uncertainty that that sort of makes it all the more exciting, all the more unpredictable. Every everything is up for grabs, and everybody is in the run for it. Really, that's what it boils down to. It, exactly, it, it it is insane how this virus, how big of a 
part it is playing in this season. The thing is, you just don't know because there has been no consistency with this virus for these players. I mean, Bolka, you just said, um, I, you know, I, I might request a Sassuolo just from a media standpoint. Um, guys, can you release a picture of him holding today's newspaper <laughs> just so we know that he's alive and well? Because, it, I mean, this is getting absurd. And then again, you see guys like the Awara. You just mentioned Mancini, who tests positive. Yeah. We find out it's a false positive. Then he's back the next day. I can only imagine how a manager feels. You don't even know who you're is going to be, even if you don't have a training session. It's not like someone's going to get injured. You just don't know if they're going to test positive. Switching, though, to the sporting director. So over the weekend, uh, I think just about everybody got the nice little surprise. There's a reason that um, every outlet... There's a reason why we all reported the same news within an hour of each other. I and we all called it an unnamed source. I'll let everyone speculate on where that news came from. You, it seems pretty obvious where it came from. But yeah, so Luis Campos, the situation that he has with Lille in the sense of he's technically their sporting director, but he's not actually a member of the club because Lille, they have a contract in place with Campos's company um, who, who does scouting. He was essentially ruled out by, what What should I call it? Did I say? He was ruled out by a source very familiar with the situation. Mm-hmm. They are ruling him out because they want someone who, who will be present on a daily basis, and that is why he is no longer being considered. And they also went as far as to say he was never considered, along with Jonas Bolt. Now, I can tell you that they were considering Campos, and they have spoken to him before just like they did with Bolt uh they did meet with Jonas Bolt before he decided to renew his contract with the German side but Andy uh, not even specifically about the names I look at my calendar and it tells me it is the 16th of November so that means that the transfer window will officially open in just under one and a half months and I have to tell you, I think not having a sporting director in place makes it all the more of a risk. I think it's a huge risk. They have a really good chance here to finish high up in the table. They've been playing really, really good football, and they need somebody in there who has done this before, can get players in here quickly because we know what they need. And I have to tell you, if they get what they need, Andy, I'm not saying they're going to win the Scudetto, but if they continue like this, they've already exceeded my expectations early on this season. If they get what they need, I I think they can make a real run here. And maybe that's just me getting caught up in the moment and being prisoner of the international break and not thinking clearly, but... That could be. (laughs) I hope they don't put this in the hands of two agents right. again because I I think they have a really good opportunity here I really well, do I, yeah well I you know you, I, I think I think unfortunately you, ha- you use way too many ifs in that sense oh damn it okay I, at, at least at the, in this stage I'm I'm probably of that mindset as you know I'm very I'm the most optimistic person on this podcast yes um <laughs> but very true what my in my my thinking goes uh, along this way. I personally, I don't want them to see um, go uh, go into this um, going go into this upcoming uh, January transfer window um, without a sporting director because I, I I think you know that the the big statement following the the sort of the rush of that last day of the summer trans market with the whole thing with Smalling and the signatures that I think that was a statement that was an exclamation point on the fact that you really need a sporting director handling all of this in advance. Now, my, my thinking is more focused on the fact that Fonseca himself, 
and everybody sort of around uh, the the team in the team has said multiple times that they need somebody to talk to. Fonseca needs that 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 person that between games he can go to and address his concerns like he did with Petraki. I don't know what the relationship was there, but any coach with any sporting director does that. They go, they confront each other. Maybe that wasn't the case with uh, Monchi and Di Francesco. I don't know. That was a very weird uh, relationship, um, extremely one, weird one. But the point remains that a normal Uh, dynamic within a football club is to have a coach, to have a sporting director. They talk to each other. They address the team's issues or the needs. And, and then they sort of come back together. They plan out the market and then the sporting director handles the, 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 the whole uh, situation with the, with the contracts, with the offers, whatever. Um, Then my, my thinking is that at the same time, the COVID the covid emergency changed everything and i think that one of the most outspoken people is beppe marotta who's uh, giving out interviews it seems like every day to uh, in saying how i mean he every in, in every interview he says the foot the the, the seria and not only every single club in every single country has lost a lot of money and is it keeps on losing money. Um, you had Giulini from Cagliari. Um, somebody asked him, is Nine Golan for the January transfer market an option? And he said, we don't even, we don't even have money coming in from, from the stadium. We don't have right, anything. Right. We are, we're not making any money. So that is a problem that is larger than Roma. And in, when I'm looking at this situation, I, I think, I try to think realistically and the realistic thinking is in January the maximum the maximum I see Roma going for is El Shirawi just because the deal has been in place is in place there is very little that you need to do to make that deal work um El Shirawi clearly willing to to accept any offer that that Roma gives him um clearly willing to come back and join just to then have a chance to play at the uh, uh for for Italy perhaps as a starter trying to overtake guys like Bernardeschi or or Insigne um and and that that would be the the one move that I see Roma make uh in the January transfer market window and I don't necessarily know if 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 that is if that isn't the only move Roma make even with a sporting director because the situation is is so bad that i don't i really don't expect any of the top clubs especially um i'm not even going to talk about the sort of the 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 lower teams because it, it's it's the situation is even more atrocious for them I don't see any of the top clubs making moves. Um, Inter are going into this January charge market window thinking to themselves, okay, what do we do um, with Ericsson? The guy clearly wants to play. They want to, they want to have him play. Conte doesn't want to play him. Maybe somebody's going to go for him, but who? Because in this transfer market window, you can't even find anybody who will take up 
the, the a contract like that. Anybody who's willing to to give a guy of 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 Ericsson's stature a go, um, there is because there is very little money on the table, and and so I you know I can see Roma signing a, a sporting director next week, but at, at the same time I can see them say you know punting the January transmark window saying we'll you know whatever happens happens we go for El Sharawi and 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 then we 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 address this sporting director situation with as much uh calm and and reflection as 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 we want to um with no rush with no rush decisions with with no abrupt uh signatures it, it's going to be uh, on our own terms and that's it that's how i see it is that it can go both ways um obviously i'm the one here siding for a sporting director that is back is is on in trigoria by next week or by the end of this month because remember when i said if there is only one if there is one thing that i could complain about the Friedkins it would be not having a sporting director by the end of October. Now we are halfway through November and still no sporting director in sight. So that's that's still a point that is of immense importance and, and, and it needs to get addressed as quickly as possible. But then you look at the bigger picture and and you know and, and you start start to think things over in terms of what the situation really looks like behind the scenes. I guess that was going to be my follow-up question to you. So realistically, I, I don't see Roma doing a lot in January, even though we know what they need. I think we'll see El Shadawi and maybe another name, but it, I mean, it's going to have to be an incredibly, incredibly low-cost operation. I have seen a few people say this after we after we published that yesterday on on campus do you consider this as some sort of a bad grade or a black eye on the early tenure so far of freaking because i i have seen people um, a number of people actually i was surprised at the number who are kind of growing impatient in regards to this sporting director search for me you shouldn't just get somebody just to get them if you have a specific target, you wait, you see if it's possible. If not, you move on. So I, I'm not going to hold this against them. There, there's no way that I can criticize freaking for this. Andy, we forget. I know it doesn't feel like it, okay? Because this has been the longest summer, fall. Yeah, they've been here three months. Three months. So I just want to throw that out there as a reminder to people. Yeah, and it, to me, the, the, the thinking is, is again... Um, you sort of have to take a step back. I know people are growing impatient and mostly also because there is that whole thing with Petraki in the background, you know, him asking for money, Roma having to deal with that situation and, and the easy thing to do and the obvious one is, listen, just to bring him back in, right? We need a sporting director. He's out there. He He's looking for a team. Um, he He wants the money. We don't want to give him the money. So why not just you know, make a compromise and take him in. But but the truth is that this is not, you know, bringing in, bringing in a new ownership means that everything sort of changes around. And and sort of the, the same rules don't apply to, to this Roma as they did to Palotta's Roma even a few months ago. Meaning if you are a sporting director that, for example, I don't know, from the names that are have been thrown out there works at, 
Leipzig or at Mönchengladbach. Um, if you are somebody that is currently employed with another club and you look at this Roma, uh, the, the talks aren't, aren't going to go the same way as they would have a few months ago under Palotta. Um, because you need to understand where the Friedkins want to go, where where they stand in terms of objectives. What the, what is the plan, the financial plan, the financial backings in in the upcoming months? And there is that element, and then there is again. Um, I'm I'm sorry to repeat myself. There is the pandemic element, which again, it creates a lot of uncertainty, a lot of money. Is, is being lost by a lot of clubs. Clubs are just losing money. And so it's, I, I, you know, I'm not an insider. I don't know what goes on behind the scenes. I don't sit at these tables with agents, with, with, the, with the directors, with the boards. So I don't know what, what, what for example, what, the, what a meeting with Bolt looks like or uh, what, a, what a telephone call with Campos looks like. Um, I don't know. But I certainly can imagine that in a situation where everybody's struggling, a, club, a, a major club that is looking to hire a number of, of, of new, for a number of new positions, um, digital uh, um, general director, CEO, possibly um, uh, a sporting director, that that is a lot of money that is signing contracts that is you know clearly making a statement as to where the club wants to go and again a, a, an element of uncertainty will always create delays and we have you know we, we see governments make delays um, yeah. in terms of reacting to this whole situation um, so why should it should it be different for for football clubs that have to deal with the same situation just in a in a different context? Um, so for me, obviously, it is a problem being here and and still not having that sporting director. But you have to sort of think beyond what you read in the newspaper or what you what you and your friends talk about on a chat. Everybody wants to have a sporting director. Everyone, everybody wants to have that name already there. Somebody that can already plan out the market for Roma. The problem is there is too many question marks, and and in order to deal with these question marks, you need to sit down and talk calmly to each candidate. And we can we've seen that Roma ha with with the Friedkins have an extended list of names where. They've been being they they have been t ticking them off um, one by one. It seems like every week there is a new name, and then that that new name becomes an old name, and and it's it's name after name, candidate after yeah, candidate, right, talks right. after talks. That's how it goes, and I I I don't think that there is a, a chance of escaping that. We just have to wait, and and you hit the nail on the head here. This is just an abnormal time, Andy. The, we can't expect clubs to operate in any sort of normal way. They're losing money. So I, I feel like as if the status quo as to normal time frames are completely out the window. So let's just keep that in mind. I know we're all impatient. I, the, the thought again of Busardo running Roma's transfer campaign in the winter is terrifying to me, but 
it is what it is. Nothing is normal for anybody. So that's where we're going to leave it. We will be back later in the week ahead of the match against Parma. Hopefully we get some news as to whether or not uh, Jekyll, Pellegrini, Kumbula. Yeah, whether or not they'll be available. Obviously, we'll keep our fingers crossed and hope that they are. So thank you for listening. Again, we'll be back in a couple of days. So until then, ciao. Ciao. time inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.